0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We come together tonight on a mysterious evening, an evening thick with layers of memory, of hope, of how we actually feel, how we think we ought to feel. Tonight is a night where we are told, as the angels announced to the shepherds who kept watch with their flocks by night, do not be afraid, fear not. Tonight is a time when we are told by Isaiah how the ordering of the political world has fundamentally changed, that we have a new ruler who will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. And this new ruler is inconceivably born a helpless child in a room that kept barnyard animals, born into what theologian, priest, and scholar, Kelly Brown Douglas calls a crucifying reality. Now, we could oscillate this evening between trite hallmark images and stark, fearsome encounters that accompany the bloody trauma of childbirth or an encounter with an angel of the Lord. Tonight tonight the invitation of the incarnation is to undergo ourselves that process of becoming in Christian community the fullest expression of God's love in this place and in this time to speak into as faithful disciples of Jesus the crucifying realities of this moment. Isaiah sets the stage for us with his prophetic celebrations of a new political order, a new ruler, one who will be faithful to the ways of the God of Israel. Isaiah describes this new ordering of common and cosmic life showing us moving from darkness to light, of joy being increased and multiplied, of the yoke of oppression being broken. The prophets of Isaiah's time were not understood to be predicting a future for which one would hope. Rather, Isaiah spoke reality into being. That speaking, that naming, wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace, affected its being. It spoke the reality of light in the darkness. The promise of God is received. It has been received and we continue to behold its appearing. Isaiah speaks both about the now of this time, of our time, and paradoxically also about the future. You see, God coming among us is disruptive, inconvenient, and life-giving. Luke tells of those shepherds who were minding their own business, tending their own livelihoods, and by all estimation, content with their lot in life when an angel appeared to them. Now, angels in biblical stories are not angels like your seven-year-old grandchild was an angel in a pageant and they looked really cute. Angels were fearsome creatures. Encountering the divine was fearsome. And you didn't come through it unscathed. Hence the angels greeting to the shepherds as the glory of God shone around them. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of a great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Messiah who is the Lord. The angels were announcing that God's glory, God's gracious gift, is bestowed among us as an expression of God's pleasure. The shepherds hadn't withdrawn from the world, gone off to seek holiness. Rather, they were just going about their daily lives when God appeared and they were willing to respond to that appearing. They did not say, as one might be tempted to say to oneself, God cannot possibly appear to me because I don't go to church regularly enough, or God cannot possibly appear to me because I'm not holy enough. God In telling the good news of the incarnation appears to anyone who will listen. The shepherds listen and they respond. We're told in Luke's gospel that the shepherds went with haste to see this thing that had taken place. And they were rewarded with an appearance, an epiphany. A manifestation of God in a helpless, mewing baby, and that baby's exhausted parents. The coming of God among us is preposterous. It's life giving, awe inspiring, and frankly, a little bit terrifying because we are called into action. As God comes among us, we must put away an operative theology that God fixes our problems like a zealous, tinkering puppeteer. Rather, in the birth of God among us, in the welcoming of the Christ child, there is the birth of one who honors the extraordinary freedom We're all granted in creation. Who models for us a pathway and a way of being in the world with a zeal for righteousness or right relationship. Celebrating the eve of the nativity of our Lord invites us to put on a set of year-round spiritual bifocals. This may feel more pertinent to those of you who've just had your glasses prescription adjusted. And through the top part of the lens, we see the world the way it is. And we find our hearts rent, reading about 7.9 million Ukrainian refugees who are outside of their country, of eight million internally displaced people due to war just in Ukraine alone. Or of those newborn twins who died on a migrant boat headed from Tunisia to Italy. We might look through the top of the lens and see only the hopelessness that some feel looking out at the political landscape or anxiety about the availability of affordable housing in our county. And if we stopped there, we might stall in a place of hopelessness and in a very real crucifying reality. But look down, look down in those lenses, adjust your gaze ever so slightly and you will see the inbreaking of God's kingdom among us. God's work unfolds not only despite life's other tasks, but in the midst of them. In so many ways, our preparation for God's glory is our awareness of our current participation in it. So think about members of our own. Congregation accompanying refugees fleeing war in Afghanistan, establishing a new life here rooted in community. This very sanctuary, filled with those who know nowhere else to bring their grief at the death of a parent or the death of a child, and who find in the liturgy and in the community, a lattice for transformation. God is always speaking to us, always ready for us to respond to God's birth in Jesus Christ with generosity and creativity. And so may we have the boldness of speech that Isaiah had to speak God's glory into reality among us and may we have the curiosity and fearlessness of the shepherds that when we hear the good news of god among us we make haste to see god and to tell others of the amazing things that we have seen and heard amen The Chapel of the Cross is an Episcopal church in the heart of Chapel Hill and the university community. Find out more at thechapelofthecross.org. There you can find our latest news and events, connect with our pastoral care team, Faith and Action Ministries, and offer a prayer request. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram at thechapelofthecross, and on Facebook and Twitter at C-O-T-C, Chapel Hill. May you be nourished by the word to serve in the world.